Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 265. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. And today's episode is all about setting clear expectations. This was originally inspired by a great question that came in from Jennifer in the Bossed Up Courage community who said, quote, next Monday, I start a new job in my first ever marketing position. I'll be a PR and marketing analyst. I'm excited and slightly nervous. Can anyone tell me the best questions to ask the team in my first couple of days? Like what answers do you think I need to know to be successful? Any suggestions for 30-day, 60-day, and 90-day goals to set? Thanks in advance. And of course, as per usual, our community came to Jennifer's support, gave lots of great answers to her question, which I will add to today. Now, I have shared some tips here in the past on episode 165 called How to Make a Strong First Impression at a New Job, which really speaks directly to Jennifer's question here. Um, And yet today I'm sort of taking this question and looking at it from the manager's perspective too. Like how can we as leaders and people managers make the onboarding process or really make managing any people, whether they're new or not, as clear as possible and setting clear expectations. This is something I've been working a lot on myself this past year as we've doubled, actually tripled our full-time employee number and have brought on more people. We're up to six folks here now at Bossed Up in terms of part-time and full-time staff. I'm really working myself on becoming a better communicator and clearer people manager. And it's a topic I've talked a lot about with my fellow leaders in Level Up, our leadership accelerator. We had a great workshop presented in month three of Level Up by Michelle King, who you've heard here on the podcast in the past. And Michelle and I, when we were putting together the workshop for our Level Up leaders, uh, which I'm excited to be relaunching soon at the end of this month, we'll be um, closing enrollment for our next cohort of Level Up leaders in our six-month accelerator program. Uh, We were really focused on how managers and direct reports, right, people with bosses and people who are bosses, both rely on clarity in order to do our jobs well, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm an optimist. I believe that people generally are good and want to do well. But how to do well is usually left unsaid. We are not clear in most workplaces about communicating exactly what our expectations are. And it's hard because you don't know what unconscious assumptions you carry until someone doesn't meet them. So this is something that I think far too often in most workplaces doesn't get talked about enough so people get set up to fail. So if you're a manager, I want you to listen up if you're a people manager because today I want to break down three concrete ways to set clear expectations for your team members 
And if you're a direct report, you're someone who has a new boss to to deal with, to manage up perhaps, here's what to ask for. Here's the kind of clarity to ask for. So the first concept I want to introduce is what's known as tasks and standards. And it actually stems from a principle and way of working that the army uh, really popularized. But I was introduced to this management concept from Manny Cosme, who is founder of CFO Services Group, Having Manny and his team support this year has been really instrumental in helping us weather this financially tumultuous time. And if any small business owners out there are looking for financial planning and accounting and all kinds of support, definitely check out cfoservicesgroup.com. This is not paid. I'm just a big fan. So on that note, Manny introduced to me this concept of management uh, around clarifying everyone's expectations by taking a job description, say the you know job you just filled or the position you just accepted, and breaking it completely down into a series of tasks, what tasks you expect this person to do on a regular basis, and standards. To what standard will that task need to be performed in order for it to be performed at an acceptable and appreciated level? <laughs> That sounds like a lot of work, and it is, right? I've got spreadsheets now. I've got a single tasks and standards spreadsheet, but tabs for each of my direct reports that takes their role and breaks it down into detailed, specific actions and how they should be taken in order for us to be happy (laughs) with each other, right? Now, I think a lot of leaders struggle with feeling like, well, that feels like micromanagement. But I would argue that more often than not, most people really appreciate the clarity and the transparency around exactly how my performance is being measured. The goal here is to take subjectivity out of it instead of feeling like, yeah, you're such a hard worker. You're such a devoted person, which is great feedback to hear, but it's kind of squishy and unclear as to what the hell that actually means. Instead, every time we look at this tasks and standards spreadsheet, we can say, oh, when you handled this customer request, you really showed your excellence in customer service. Or when you got ahead on our podcasting schedule, you really excelled in the editing department of your job because you've really been crushing it. And shout out to Stacy, our podcast associate producer, who is crushing it right now. Um, because that's, you know, we're getting really granular in terms of the actions this person is taking that please you as a boss, right? What actions are expected and what actions then become above and beyond expectations. I know it sounds from a management standpoint too specific, but the level of detail that you use in your tasks and standards spreadsheet or however you break down a job description into clear descriptive elements of exactly what things this person should be doing depends on the employee. You know, some employees thrive in more autonomous roles, and are much more comfortable in ambiguity. But I would venture to guess that the vast majority of people don't do well with ambiguity. The vast majority of people want to know exactly what matters to their boss, how they can deliver on it, how can they align their priorities with yours. Otherwise, what happens all the time is that bosses have unspoken, never articulated expectations that are constantly shifting and changing. And then our teams are busy trying to please 
the company or trying to please their supervisor and trying to please themselves and running around with different priorities because the leaders have never expressed how the priorities have shifted or where our attention needs to focus now or why, right? So this endeavor, this entire exercise of as a manager of people having to break down their job description or their role description into here's what I mean by that, here's what tasks I expect and how I expect them to be done, give them some parameters. People like parameters. And give them clarity on what they're trying to do. Is it supposed to be the most, we have to create conditions for clear expectations. People can then get creative and autonomous in how they pursue those objectives. But we have to be super concrete and clear about those expectations. Easier said than done, y'all. I'm still working on improving this. And point number two here comes into play because it becomes an ever-evolving process. Tip number two here is to meet regularly with the people you manage to review and tweak those tasks and standards as necessary. So I try to meet every two weeks, but at least every four weeks for just a half an hour to walk through tasks and standards with each of my direct reports and say, okay, this week or last week, you did something really awesome here. You went above and beyond in how you executed this campaign uh, for hired for our job search accelerator, for instance. And you really, you know, the fact that we sold out two months in advance is a testament to how well you organized this partnership. You know, whatever it is, giving them concrete feedback based upon the already agreed upon standards. Now, the tasks and standards spreadsheet that I use is a living document. So very often we'll go through tasks and standards in these bi-weekly meetings. And it's not just a time for feedback. It's a time for assessment. Does it still make sense for us to expect a quarter of your time to be spent on Bossed Up Bootcamp? No, it doesn't because we're in a pandemic. So there is no Bossed Up Bootcamp this year and for the foreseeable future. So that creates an opportunity for conversation around how the role shifts, which brings me to point number three. You have to continuously update the tasks and standards expectations. Scope creep happens. Roles shift, right? Priorities change. So have the conversation with the people you manage directly, explicitly, or a whole bunch of other assumptions will be made. And if this person is more interested in Uh, brushing up on their side hustle because you haven't given them an opportunity to stretch and you haven't heard from them that they're completing their work way ahead of schedule all the time. You know, we, we take our finger off the pulse as leaders far too easily. We've got to stay engaged. And I'll, I'll be honest, you know, this is a work in progress for me and I think every, every leader I know. But we get really distracted in our own pursuit of either creative undertakings or uh, what I think of as technician work. If you've ever read the e-myth, the e-myth revisited, uh, you've probably heard this phrase before, but I tend to be very into the weeds, very technician-y when I think of instead of managing people, I would much rather do the work myself, right? A lot of leaders I know who get promoted into leadership positions because they're good at technical pursuits, find that we are drawn to those technical pursuits 
we have to remember that managing people is a technical skill in its own right. It requires resisting what Michael Gerber, who wrote the E-Myth Revisited, would call leadership by abdication, right? Or delegation by abdication, which in the pursuit of not being a micromanager, I know a lot of leaders who are just like, yeah, do whatever. Good luck. And then they get frustrated that their direct reports aren't reading their minds, aren't totally understanding exactly what they need to do to have successful outcomes. We need to be specific. So this is especially important for women leaders because women are always taught not to nag people. The word nag doesn't even come up to describe a man asking someone to do something. But when a woman gets too specific or too persistent about how we ask people to do things for us. And so I find this overcorrection happening where women don't want to be seen as, you know, bitchy bosses. So we overcorrect and we almost ask permission of our of our team. Like, does that work for you? Is that okay? Will you please do this? When in fact, we need to take a little bit of responsibility here and be leaders who say, all right, this role is really important. Here's how this labor leads to our collective benefit. So here's exactly what I need to do. Here's when I need it done by. Here's how I need it done by. Any questions? Let's talk it over. Let's do this together. We're on the same team, right? That clarity is actually kind. If you join me for one of my recent webinars on what women leaders need to lead, which we'll have again soon. So head to bossstuff.org slash women lead to find out when and sign up for an upcoming free women's leadership webinar, especially for managers and aspiring managers. Uh, you know that I've, I refer often to Brene Brown's quote from Dare to Lead, clear is kind. Clear is actually kind. Being clear with people, while it feels difficult sometimes, while it feels really assertive, and gets us a little nervous, it's actually extremely charitable to be explicit about your expectations. So for all of my leaders out there, we need to do more to make it easier for the Jennifers of the world who are starting their new positions to know exactly what's expected of them. And I've, I've learned so much about this in my own execution of leadership and my own practice of leadership over the past year that it's kind of amazing. <laughs> it's actually truly amazing when you devote yourself to setting crystal clear expectations for your team members, holding ourselves and others to those expectations in a consistent way, and removing the subjectivity from our management style and from our promotions and raises and evaluations so that we can try to really create a clear pathway for people to seek out the kind of progress we all want in our careers. That's what Boss Up's all about, radical progress for your career. I hope you'll take these boss tips to heart. Again, whether you're in a management role right now or whether you're someone who has a terrible manager, I mean a great manager, um, right? Because whether you have a terrible manager or a great manager, managing up is a whole other challenge, right? But asking for clear expectations is just as important as providing clear expectations. So don't be afraid to, as Sheila Heen would put it and did put it on a past episode, don't be afraid to ask for the feedback you need to succeed. Uh, I'll refer you to her episode in the show notes too because it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you're about to change roles or change leaders. 
uh, and have to have that conversation all over again. Very few leaders learn this stuff out in the wild. <laughs> Even in business school, they don't necessarily teach this stuff. So that's why I love the Level Up program so much. And I'm so excited for our next cohort launching October 5. Enrollment closes October 1. So definitely get in on it because space is super limited. Uh, there's more details at bossstep.org slash level up. And if you're not sure if that's the right program for you or you've got questions or need support, get in touch with us. We've got free consultation calls available uh, to talk through your options. And let's see how we can make this work for you. So if you're looking to grow your leadership, up-level your skills before the end of the year, don't delay. Get on these few spots that we have left in the Level Up program today at bossstuff.org slash level up. And either way, if you found this episode helpful, let's share it with the people in your world who you know could use it. Because frankly, this conversation doesn't happen often enough. So let's get out there. Let's be clear and kind to one another. And let's keep lifting as we climb.